Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Now, the Andy Everett Show on Ticket 760. Here we go. It's our number two of the program today from... The Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl site, Toyota Stadium here in Frisco. This is a, a soccer stadium, but converted to football, and not a bad one. Certainly better than the one we had last year in Orlando, where the lighting was great for a soccer game, but not so much for a football game, as uh, the lights were kind of right in the passing lanes of all where the quarterbacks were throwing footballs last year. These light standards are a little bit higher up, and uh, that should not be a factor. And We've had uh, pretty decent weather here today and expect similar weather coming up tomorrow uh, for this year's version of the Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. It is hour number two. I'm Andy Everett. The audio disseminator of this program is Shane Carter, and today for Michael Bartlett. Let's get to some of the uh, NFL stuff that <laughs> that uh, took place yesterday. And the uh, first game I'm going to talk about is the uh, the Ravens game because uh, they, came back yesterday, or they came out yesterday and uh, took care of business against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm still thinking the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. I picked them in August. Still, it's on record. I had Cowboys, Ravens in the Super Bowl, and even though I would want the Cowboys to beat them, I picked the Ravens to win the Super Bowl this year, and I'm sticking with that because Lamar Jackson is playing like Lamar Jackson. Now, all bets are off if he gets hurt. He's the guy that that stirs that drink 100%, and uh, he's playing some really good football, and uh, they were able to to get the win last night on Monday night. Jacksonville is a... A a poorer version of the Dallas Cowboys. You never know which team you're going to get. Cowboys, I think, are better and more consistent, even though the the Jaguars uh, have had uh, some issues uh, over the last couple games. You never know what Jaguars team you're going to get. And last night in Baltimore, you got one that didn't play very well. I just and maybe they did play well and maybe that's as good as they get. But if you look now at the AFC South with Jacksonville, Houston, and Indianapolis. All of those teams are 8-6, and six, and you've got a couple other teams in other divisions that are also 8-6. and six. And so I think you're going to potentially see, Shane, all three of those teams in the playoffs. 
It's crazy to think just because the Colts lost their starting quarterback the fourth game into the season. We didn't really know what to expect from C.J. Stroud. And the Jags were seemed like the clear frontrunner for the AFC South. But like you said, they're all 8-6. and six. At The season ended, ended today. Two of the South teams would make the playoffs. The Texans are on the outside because of divisional uh, right. uh, tiebreakers and all that. But, but they played the Colts the last game of the year. They do. Too. And that would probably be the decider for the seventh seed just the way it's going right now. Yeah, I, I and I, I'm starting to really like what the uh, what the Texans are doing, and I'm surprised as you said about the Colts and maybe the Jaguars slip up here along the way. There was a situation though yesterday with the Tennessee game, and we touched on this last week that it was going to happen, and I've had three or four days to reflect on this, and I understand that if you are that your franchise started with the Oilers. And you moved it to Tennessee because of money and stadium issues and Bud Adams really upset a lot of Oiler fans. Now, if you want to do a throwback game and re- and play with the Oiler uniforms, I'm okay with that if you do it at home against any team in the league except the new Houston team in which you're playing. To me, that just kind of rubs salt in the wound of a lot of uh, Houston fans who are still very much Oiler fans and know the history of the Oilers dating back, especially in the late 70s and early 80s when Earl Campbell was there, Dan Pastorini and that group. That was a special group that almost got to the Super Bowl but could never beat Pittsburgh in a playoff game. And and I think they lost to Oakland the, in the last year of all of that. Uh, but that that was a, a special time. It was, a, and then they had the uh, the Motor City Miracle game and a bunch of other stuff. They had Warren Moon. There's a lot of Oiler history in Houston, and I think it was a very poor decision on the part of the uh, the Titans to go back to the Oilers' gear when they were playing the team that has now replaced the Oilers in that former city in Houston. I had to think there's like some similarity to how they're feeling with how like say for instance uh, the Colts fans feel about uh, feel about the, the Ravens or the other way around or even how the Browns fans feel about the Ravens because that's those Super Bowl teams that was their team that was supposed to be right before they left Cleveland for Baltimore and and that's just sort of yeah, like yeah it's it's similar and uh, but but the, but they're not uh, wearing all, their colors yeah but all the Browns records I think went with the Ravens. And then the the Browns had to start all over again, and I, I think that's kind of a touchy situation because the Browns were defunct for what five years or four years, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Before the the Baltimore got there, um, or before the uh, the um, did did Cleveland and Houston both go dormant at the same the same year? I can't. It was. I don't think it was the same year. I think it was alternating years. Uh, but uh, I, actually, I think the 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 I'd have to go back and look at this. It's been a while. But I think Houston transitioned in uh, in 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 one week. I mean, one year. I think they just went from from Houston to Tennessee in one year and went to Nashville. And a lot of people thought they were going to go to Memphis, but the Liberty Bowl is a terrible building. And I'm not I'm not. I think they played at Vanderbilt until the stadium got built for the Titans in Nashville. I think they played a year, maybe two, at, at Vanderbilt University and worked out a deal there. Uh, before they they moved into their new stadium, which I've driven by before, never been in it, but I've been by it several times. Oh, it's a nice stadium, it really uh, is. but and it's right there on the highway too. It, you, it, it all of a sudden you turn the corner and there it is. Uh, but um, and I think the Ravens just up and left Cleveland, and I want to say that Cleveland was without a team for one or two years. But uh, but they but, were, that, but they maintained the rights. Didn't Cleveland like maintain that? And but but the Titans like uh, <laughs> kept the Oilers stuff with them. There's like yeah a, the 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 the, uh, the Oilers were uh, all their history goes to Tennessee. 
but the city of Cleveland was able to to make a deal with Art Modell to keep all of that stuff with the Browns. So the Browns records are always – I think I may have missed, uh, missed, uh, spoke on that a minute ago, but all the Browns records are still the, the Browns, even though the franchise ownership – and at the time, you know, there was a bunch of guys there, uh, Modell and Ozzie Newsom and all that group, all, although they all went to Baltimore – uh, the Ravens are their own deal. They're their own identity. Yeah, and, and also I, th- I think what I think what uh, you were thinking of was the fact that uh, the Colts, when they went from Baltimore to uh, from Baltimore to Indianapolis, they maintained the Baltimore Colts um, history. Yes, they did. Yeah, that I think that's what I think you're confusing the two with those. I think yeah, but I think if the and, and would you know and so but he, it, I don't know that you could make any kind of an analogy because the Ravens could never wear throwback Browns uniforms because that was never their deal. Nope. I guess the Colts. The Colts uniforms really have never changed. They didn't really change, and they didn't change the name either. So even when the Colts play in Baltimore, uh, and probably still upset a lot of old Baltimore Colts fans, um, you know they're not rubbing salt into any of the ones. I think just putting those Oiler uniforms on when a Houston fan turned on the TV yesterday, I can't think that they were very happy seeing that. It feels a little petty almost because um, the, the, the Colts and the Ravens, like they left the history behind when they added on these new teams. But the Titans, quote unquote Titans, took that from Houston, and that's where a lot of these like adopted Texans fans. That's where the rivalry for them really started, which is because like, no, that's not your history, that's our history. That, well, I think it took a Houston. long time for Texans fans to warm up to the fact that their name was the Texans and not the Oilers. And I think there's a lot of people in Houston that would have liked for the Oilers to be able to continue to have their branding and their name and their logo and all of that. But Bud Adams wouldn't budge on that. He took that with them. Um, and I don't have a problem with throwback uniforms for one or two games. And the reason they do it is to sell uniforms and to sell merchandise, which everybody wants. I'm sure there were plenty of people in Nashville that showed up yesterday in, in uh, Love You Blue. But I, th- I think if you're going to do that, you've got to do it against somebody other than Houston. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't, nobody would care if it wasn't against Houston. But the fact that it was against the Houston Texans, I think, made it uh, quite a bit worse and uh, a lot worse than it should have been. And, and that's something that the league, I think, should have stepped in and said, yeah, you can do that, but you can't do it in this game. And, uh, and I'm guessing the, the Titans looked at it, well, what game would it be better to do it in? But I, I think it just sends kind of the, the, the wrong message uh, to all of that. I don't want to say it's uh, childish. It just seems a lot more petty than anything else. I think it was done intentionally. It seems like it was done intentionally to rub salt in the wound of, of all of those that uh, used to uh, used to be Oilers fans. Eagles and Seahawks tonight. I think the Seahawks are going to need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive, and that's what I'm banking on. And from a Cowboy perspective, you need the Seahawks to win because uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to lose too many more games, especially at home and especially when they get to play divisional games down the stretch. Uh, so this is a game right here that uh, if you want the Cowboys to have any chance uh, first place uh, in the uh, NFC, that uh, in the NFC East, they're going to have to to get this. I guess Geno Smith is still a game-time decision as to whether or not he's going to play or not. Uh, at, at this stage of the game, there's been so many backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, if you're not healthy as you move into December and January, you're probably not going to win. And that's why the Cowboys are good with Dak, I think, even despite the loss yesterday. And San Francisco still got their guy with Purdy. And even though the Chiefs don't have anybody for him to throw the ball to, Mahomes is still there. They rallied to beat New England yesterday. And and uh, Lamar Jackson's playing as good as anyone in the league right now. Uh, I think there's a lot of question with Dak Prescott or Purdy. And I think uh, Lamar Jackson's got to be considered as well in the MVP race over the next uh, over the next several weeks. 
I agree. And uh, by the way, did you know if the season ended today, there'd be four backup quarterbacks starting in the playoffs this yeah. year? Yeah, That's there insane. would be. But yeah. Lamar, Lamar really made a case for him yesterday, not just because Dak and the offense couldn't get anything anything going, but he's already kind of been like that extra option in there. He's leading right now the the uh, I think the team with the top record in the NFL with the number one seed. And we've seen what the Ravens' offense looks like with when Lamar has weapons to throw to and an offensive coordinator that knows how to scheme open receivers. And we see the, the fruits of their labor coming to fruition. All right, coming up next, Victor Hovland was not too complimentary of um, the PGA Tour today, although he said, I'm not going to live. That's good news. We'll tell you what he had to say and uh, some interesting news from the PNC event yesterday, the PNC Championship in uh, in Orlando. If you're speaking of golf, if you're teeing it up anytime soon, I suggest you do so on any of the Alamo City Golf Trail golf courses. Riverside's going to be back open here, I think, uh, in a few days uh, for those that want to walk. When they get the uh, parking lot and the cart barn done, it'll be open for good in early January, and we'll be back to playing one of the, the most historic golf courses in San Antonio. Speaking of history, you got Brackenridge, great golf course there, Mission to Lago, Willow Springs, Almas Basin, and Cedar Creek and Northern Hills around out the golf courses, plus the San Pedro driving range and par three. Best practice facility in town at San Pedro. They've got an expanded parking area, so no need to drive around in circles looking for a parking space. A big putting area and the par three golf course is fun for beginners or seasoned pros, seasoned vets that are trying to work on special things in their game. It's the best value for golf in San Antonio. Log on to alamocitygolftrail.com. You can get a punch card for some uh, or a gift card for the golfer in your family. You can sign up for a membership. You can book a tee time and for less than 30 bucks a year, you can get your handicap uh, taken care of as well there, too. Staff does a fabulous job. It's fun golf and fun times on the Alamo City Golf Trail. Where do you want to play golf on the trail today? Book online right now at alamocitygolftrail.com. It's uh, 513. It's the Andy Everett Show, Sports Radio AM 760, The Ticket. We roll on. It's the Andy Everett Show from Frisco this uh, afternoon. 519 on the ticket. Uh, we had the uh, golf tournament yesterday in Orlando where the uh, players get to play with their kids. Um, they had, I read read some uh, um, story today. They had a picture of everybody that was participating. And I want to say they had 93, we represented 93 majors. Of course, Tiger has 15 of them, but Annika Sorenstam has a bunch on the LPGA Tour. But 93 uh, majors, over 500 wins, pretty much uh, a, a, a golfing history lesson, if you will, that played yesterday at the PNC Championship in Orlando. Uh, Victor Hovland today, by the way, the Longers won it. Bernhard and his son won the event. Uh, Victor Hovland uh, was on a podcast today back in Norway. It's called the Four Podcast, like you're yelling for it, somebody, F-O-R-E. Uh, and he says PGA Tour management has not uh, done a good job. He says they see the players as labor and not as part of the members. After all, we are the PGA Tour. Couldn't agree more. When uh, you, now, I'll, I'll I'll back that up a little bit. They are the reason that there is a PGA Tour, but golfers and players don't have time to do the things necessary to monetize themselves and to manage the golf tournaments in which they play in. So you need somebody like the PGA Tour. Uh, to manage all of that and uh, create the entity and the league, basically, to let you play in. But you do need to include the people that are performing the entertainment for everyone. 
He says, when you then get to see what happens behind closed doors, how the management actually makes decisions, we are not in the play, what are not in the players' best interest, but for themselves and what they think is best. They're not professional golfers. They're business men who say that it should like this and that. There is a great deal of arrogance behind it. Well, I'm going to kind of side with the PGA Tour here a little bit because, again, Victor Hovland is a golf pro. I don't know how many hours he spent you know, working in a business or running a business. And to a certain extent, you have to run, well, to 100% extent, you have to run the PGA Tour or any other professional league as a business. And you need people that are going to be the CEOs of that. And when said business generates billions of dollars or hundreds of millions of it, the CEO of that is going to be compensated handsomely. And so are a lot of people that are doing all the management work uh, uh, behind that. I think Jay Monahan makes like $15, $18 million a year. The, the PGA Tour comes in with just under a billion dollars a year in revenue. Um, Adam Silver makes a lot more than that, but the NBA does 10 times what the PGA Tour does. So that's why they're compensated more. But here's, the, here's a couple of the problems. Um, when the, Jan, uh, the, the uh, June 6th thing happened, where all of a sudden the players uh, were learned via text and email when everybody else did, that there was a secret agreement going on between the PIF fund and the PGA Tour that had been going on for three or four months. Most of them were shocked after towing the line that they were not going to do business with Saudi Arabia or live golf or the PIF fund. And that's where I think that Jay Monahan and the staff at the PGA Tour has to be able to go to its policy board of players and say, listen, guys, we have an emergency Zoom meeting that we need you to be on in 20 minutes. I don't care where you are or what you're doing. Get on it. And if you got 20 guys on the on the on the tour policy board, and probably 15 of them or 12 of them are golfers, you want the golfers on there. Here's here's what's changed, and here's why we need to do it, and explain to them the business reasons behind it. Don't tell people just accept the business reason and move on explain what the business reason is and why it's important for them to want to for them to do it this way. And as I've said many times on this show, I think what is what the business model has come up with is that we are Saudi Arabia and we are going to invest in golf and we've got 700 million dollars to do so and there's more where that came from if we need it or 7 billion dollars there's more from where that uh, is if we need it and you've got two choices. Let us invest it in your entity and let us have some say in how it's run, or we're just going to start poaching all your players and pay them until we run out of money, which is never because we've got trillions of dollars back home. And I think that's the message that's being lost here. We, uh, the PGA Tour can't beat Live and can't beat the PIF Fund, so in some way they've got to make a deal with them in order to save themselves and to still be the premier golf league in, a, in the world. And, and I'm not a big fan, as you know, of the team competition or the way that Liv operates and what they call the looseness of, uh, of the decorum at those events. Uh, I think PGA Tour events uh, run the way they have been for the last several years should continue, and I think the entertainment should not be during the round but after, uh, except for the, the golf as, as entertainment. But I think uh, Victor Hovland is correct that the players do need to be involved. Now, you can't involve every single one of them. There's too many of them, and there's too many of them that don't matter. There's too many people that are ranked 150th in the world and, and lower that you've never heard of that don't need to have a say in how the PGA Tour is being run. So I agree with Victor Hovland in that they need the, 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 the top members, which he's a part of that. He's not on the policy board, I don't think, but he's certainly a top player, top 10 player in the world. 
uh, they need to be clued in on what's going on with their lifeline and all of that. So uh, we'll see if uh, if they do more of that going forward. But from my standpoint, I think Victor Hovland is correct that there is some arrogance. I think there is some uh, some secrecy things going on. They're de- trying desperately to protect what their entity is, uh, and they're very fearful of what the PIF fund in Saudi Arabia can do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but uh, he was asked, are you going to go join live like John Rom did? And he said, that's not my plans. I doubt that's going to happen. He didn't say he wasn't, but he said he doubted that he, that he would. Uh, there, uh, the other thing that's coming out of the golf world, and we touched on this a little bit last week, but didn't get a chance to follow too much up on it. Tiger Woods, since, uh, turning pro in 1996 has always been seen wearing Nike gear. And the amount of publicity that Nike has gotten from Tiger wearing is about 100 times more than they've ever paid him. So he makes $40 million a year for 20 years. That's about $800 million. And they've gotten about $8 billion worth of impressions from the hat and the, uh, the golf ball, which he played in the past, and the shirt and all those kind of things. So um, it's been a really good deal for Nike. But Nike is going to stop making golf apparel. Now, part of Nike is the Jordan brand, and apparently the Jordan brand is going to continue making some golfing apparel because Michael Jordan's a big-time golfer, and Michael Jordan wants to wear whatever he wears. But I have a thought that and I, 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 this is not an original thought, and I'm not going to take, a, take 100% credit for it, but there's this story going around that the TW logo that you often see him wear on hats before the Sunday round is trademarked and owned by Tiger Woods as a subsidiary of Nike. And he could break off of that and create the TW line of clothing and uh, and golfing apparel. And to me, that makes the most sense, just as Michael Jordan did the Jordan brand with the Jordan brand logo, which many colleges and universities have as part of their, their deals. And I think that Tiger, even though it's a golf-related apparel, the TW logo could be something that sponsors other schools, just like UTSA has Adidas, and some schools have Under Armour, and some have the Jordan brand, and some have Nike. Maybe the TW brand ventures into other sports. So whether he wears a red shirt on Sunday in the in the past with with a, with a swoosh on it or not, still up for grabs. And I guess we really won't know till he plays again. And my guess is that the closest time that we'll see him play again is either at Torrey Pines in late January or at the uh, Genesis in uh, at Riviera in February, and we may see him wearing something other than the traditional Nike clothing. It'll be interesting to see that. You know, I'm, I'm looking up right now, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but his uh, his estimated value, Tiger Woods, just by himself, is just over a billion dollars in net worth. Oh, yeah. His, he's, his, a, he's a billion. His, he's worth a billion. That's why when Liv Golf offered him $700 million, he's like, hold change. my beer. I've got more <laughs> than you do right now. Now, he doesn't have more than, than Saudi Arabia does, but... See, Tiger's not about the money. The money came from with Tiger, and it's not that he does, he's afraid to spend it or use it wisely. But Tiger's always been about golf history. He wants to be the most decorated golfer of all time, and I think he is. I think uh, even though Jack has the more, uh, more of the majors, Tiger has more wins. And I think Tiger was more athletic than Jack, and, did, and he, hit, he, he hit shots that Jack Nicklaus could not imagine hitting. Even and, and obviously equipment has a lot to do with it. Technology was better when Tiger was playing than when Jack was. But to me, he's the greatest uh, golf athlete of all time. And I think all his entire life, it wasn't about getting rich or not playing golf or not working or not practicing, which I think a lot of the live guys, that's the boat that they're in. 
think most of the live guys just want to take it easy and get paid, and they're basically playing exhibition matches and not tournaments. And until they uh, put themselves in a situation where they're actually playing tournaments and not exhibition matches, then uh, their product uh, will will suffer uh, some there. All right, uh, coming up next, I'm going to bring in Jay and Pat, my uh, compadres tomorrow and all year long on the broadcast for UTSA Athletics, and we'll discuss all of that coming up here in just a little bit. Today's engines need a clean fuel system to function efficiently, and you may notice performance loss in as little as 3,000 miles, even if it's a brand-new car. That's where the BG Fuel System Service can help you out. It thoroughly cleans fuel system components, and you'll see an immediate improvement in fuel economy and performance in your vehicle. You can also say so long to odor-causing bacteria. Turn on the AC or the heater. Doesn't spell very good. Get the BG Climate Control Service. Hospital-grade disinfectant makes your car, the air in your car smell fresh and clean. And don't ever neglect your cooling system in your car. If it breaks down, the engine can break down. That's expensive repairs. So check out the BG Cooling System Service to restore all of the cooling function, prevent corrosion, and reduce overheating. Be good to your car. Get a BG Fuel Service, Climate Control Service, or Cooling System Service at your next oil change. You can uh, find someone that uses BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It's uh, 529. It's the Andy Everett Show on Sports Radio AM 760, The Ticket. All right, 535. We roll on. It's the Andy Everett Show. We the, the, the sports orchestra just died. They're, they're, it's, it's coming back. We, t- we took care of them, didn't we? You, you okay. did. Your presence just uh, muted the sports orchestra. That's the deal. That's it's everybody Evans, holding their collective know. breath. And Jay Riley joining me here on this segment. But before I t- go into this segment, I need to tell you about a Rosti because uh, you might be suffering pain. Somebody may have said you need surgery for that ailment. But before you do any invasive procedures, make sure you go visit the great doctors at Arosti. If you go on to Arosti.com, that's A-I-R-R-O-S-T-I.com, you'll notice that there's plenty of them all over town. Wherever you live, there's an Arosti near you. So before you do any other things on that invasive procedure, go see them. Their method helps produce blood flow to the area of concern. That oxygenated blood helps expedite the healing process. We know about Tony Parker and Becky Hammond, and if you go to Narosti, you're going to see testimonials from athletes all over the world. But it's not just athletes that they treat. People like you and I that aren't going pro in any sport anytime soon have injuries all the time, and they can take care of those. Several locations around town. Visit Arosti.com to find a doctor close to you. At Arosti, they fix pain fast. All right. My uh, cohorts, cohorts, my compadres, uh, partners par- in crime, partners in crime over the last uh, 13 weeks are going into our 13th week this year. It started back in in Houston in a really hot, muggy day in uh, late uh, early September. Yeah. And it's going to culminate on a probably about a 55 degree night tomorrow here in in Frisco. And this has been a bizarre season. And the wow. fact that we have a quarterback that. In August uh, or in uh, in June, couldn't walk. Yes. And in, in North Texas, three weeks ago, he ran 22 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, the beginning of the season, if he was in that shape right now, he'd be coming through the Americans with Disabilities Act <laughs> right. gate over there. He well, could hardly walk. I mean, literally. And what a recovery! I forget. I forget where. I think it was. We were in in uh, in North Texas, and he was walking to the bus. And I was behind him, and I and I said, 
Dude, you walk like I walk. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's like. Well, he he was on the radio show with us, uh, the one we did a few days ago at it, the Little Woodrow's last week, and, and uh, knowing that his it was his last game uh, coming up, and he said, "I'm done. Uh, my my body is uh, is is shot. Yeah. I, I don't think there's much left." But here's the thing that I the the, the answer I like the most. I said. Frank, there's something magical about the way that you play because at no point in time does anybody ever think that you're not going to win. How do you do that? And Oscar Cardenas just happened to be out there kind of as, as support for him and Rashad. He goes, see that guy over there, number nine? I just throw it to him and get out of the way. <laughs> and then I said, of course, the tight end's always open. Always open. <laughs> always. Uh, it, it, you hit the nail on the head with calling it magical. I mean, it, it just – he has it. He's got the it factor, um, and he's had it since high school. When, when I was watching uh, him come up from high school, and he, he's carried it over uh, to Division One college football, and for him to be able to still hit 22 miles an hour is, right. is amazing. Well, and you wouldn't know it by looking at him either. I, I mean, he looks like a normal guy, and, and the fact that that, mag- that it factor, that – we were never – if Frank was in the game, we were never out of it. There was never – I don't care what the score – and then when he actually did it, um, it, like if you go back to the uh, four years ago. It's the same the, thing. The Memphis Yeah, game. it's like Tom Brady. It's like uh, yeah. it's like Joe Montana yeah. from years ago. You just yeah. expect it. Yeah. He, he wills his team yeah. to victory. I mean, how many times have we seen him do it? I mean, yeah. the North Texas, UAB – uh, Western I, Kentucky. I, pre- I prefer the South Florida's where he just hangs half a hundred on him. Yeah, I'd be done with it. My heart prefers that. Yeah. And and like five hundred some odd yards to set a school record in his last yeah. appearance in almost the six. Um, I think this game tomorrow night. I think we're going to see the UTSA defense shine. I, I don't see Marshall scoring very many points against uh, the against the Roadrunners, and I, I just see this. Uh, not not that it wasn't there the last three years, but now this senior class, these 18 kids that are, and, and you'll hear this tomorrow. I start the Rashad interview by saying, you were on a team five years ago that won four games. Yeah, you've won f- almost 40 in the last 10 in the last four yeah. seasons. Um, this game means there's one last box to check, and that's win the ball game. Yeah. We, it's funny, when we were driving up, Jay and I and, and Dan, Engineer Dan, we were driving up once we got the parking brake off. <laughs> we're driving up here, and we were talking about, you know, when uh, a couple of weeks, it seems like a couple, a couple of games ago, when, when Frank did so well in against South Florida, uh, that was more offense than we had in three weeks when Frank was first starting. Back in those four yeah, in, game in, wins in September, in, 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 those, in, 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 in twenty nineteen, in, yeah. in the three in in the three game seasons, in the in the seasons where we only won three games, I mean, we would go weeks without that kind of production, and and it just, yeah, to culminate where it is, I mean, the the question that I wanted to ask Coach was, okay, it's the fourth quarter, here we go. How do you feel? I mean. Frank's Frank's going to be done within 12 minutes. Yeah, Rashad's going to be done. 
It depends on the scoreboard yeah. because if it's 49 to nothing, he's going to probably be over there shaking hands with him. If if it's a tight game, he's going to be looking at coordinators as what yeah. play we're going to call next. Yeah, well, yeah. But I, w- I was wondering if there would be an emotional moment there toward the end of the game where, where everybody would just kind of look at each other and just – because I, I I mean I think in the last few weeks when you talk to, uh, to any of the players and certainly coach and there's a question asked there's this pause and there's, it's about a five second pause so they don't cry yeah. before they answer the question gathering themselves uh, and, and 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 they don't ever break down and they don't ever but you can just kind of see this okay now I'm ready to answer the question I thought I saw it today yeah too yeah I I think I think when you have um, a special team, and, and unfortunately, in the NFL, in the NFL, a player can play for twenty years if they stay healthy and are good right. enough. In college, we've had Frank for seven, and I'm sure there's lots of people that like to have an eighth, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> we but, can't extend his contract. Uh, we sure would like to, though. Yeah. Um, I was out at, pra- at practice on Wednesday, the tail end of practice, and then looking in the eyes of these kids as we're walking through the hotels and stuff, and we see them. These kids are, are focused. This is the the yeah. practice was spirited and 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 chippy and chirpy, and they were you know how they tease each other. The defense, I mean, their biggest challenge this year has been playing their own offense right. and the offense playing their own defense. Right. Uh, but these guys are dialed in. I just the the focus in their eyes is is. They're dialed Here, in. Here's a thought: when when the the rumors were flying around that we would go to Fenway, or we'd go to Annapolis, uh, Hawaii was in the picture. And a lot of what Jeff said last week is our team wanted to stay close to home so fans could go. I got the feeling that they got their trip, their their particip- their participation prize, the trip. All these bowl games were. I got they got that out of the way last year. Yeah. This year's about going to a bowl game and winning it, and nothing else. Even well, though there's other activities, it's about the win. I mean, I, I I also believe that it's always been about the win anyway, and and I and I respect what you're saying. I think that you know Fenway seemed to be. I think it all came down to you know we had to be away during uh, for Thanksgiving, yeah, and we didn't want to be away for Christmas. I, I I think a lot of distractions that we've dealt with in the past haven't been there this year either that yeah. for for this bowl game we had covid uh we we had um jeff trailer's father pass away we yeah. we had um uh, or- orlando was muggy and hell muggy and awful and, <laughs> uh, but d- and, distraction and out lost, there and we lost our our offensive coordinator you know the two week weeks before, before the game there, there yep. you go that that was the other one yeah and this year it's gone pretty smooth and the other thing i liked yeah. is jeff <laughs> thank god pretty salty today yeah. i think oh. jeff's dialed in too All Jeff right. Trailer. we're gonna do one more segment we'll come back with uh, more thoughts on that before we get ready for the the ball game tomorrow night we still have the uh, six o'clock hour ahead hey guys if you want to score the home run uh, christmas present the best one that you're going to get all year long and i'm betting you do it's time for you to go to pajamagram.com and get the loved one in your life the smooth seduction satin gift set when you order today you're going to get a satin nighty and a satin robe with a free satin eye mask all wrapped in a satin cinch bag it's the deluxe holiday gift both of you are going to love designed to glide over a skin and drive you wild that's the most effortless present you're going to buy as well because all you got to do is go to your smartphone go to your computer 
Log on to pajamagram.com and buy it now, and you still have time to get it here before Christmas. It's the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set. Get it before it sells out now. Hurry and run to pajamagram, uh, pajamagram.com right now and get the Smooth Seduction Satin Gift Set. Pajamagram.com. Order yours today. It's I, 545. It's, uh, just it, figured out what I was going to get Pat for. <laughs> okay. oh, there you go. It's so smooth. <laughs> it's on Sports Radio AM 760, The Ticket. All right, 5.50, it's uh, the Andy Everett Show. We're in Frisco, uh, Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl tomorrow night. Uh, Jay Riley and Pat Evans joining me for this segment. We'll get to the 6 o'clock hour coming up here in just a little bit. Some basketball discussion coming up. Uh, some Spurs uh, news and a couple other things uh, on the 6 o'clock schedule. Uh, as we uh, wrap up, the, you, you asked me uh, what, what is... Jeff Trailer thinking about this week, uh, and I'm sure the emotions will be high when these guys uh, finish the senior class finishes. But this is a tough week for UTSA because Wednesday is National Letter of Intent signing day, and the team is not going home after the game tomorrow night, which they normally would on a Saturday. They'd hop on a plane and go home. Uh, they're going to be setting up in the Omni where they're staying here, and they're going to be uh, trying to get uh, 15, 20 guys to sign letters of intent. So this is a dual week. Now, they got to watch Gilmer play football this weekend and some of the high, the, the games in uh, in Jerry World, but they still got uh, guys to replace this 18 seniors that are leaving. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> – I hate the timing of, yeah. of this uh, early I wish we could just go back period. to February. Yeah, I mean, early, I get it. The ones that want to get on with it and go ahead and get in class on in January. and well, That's the best part and, of it. And get it locked and loaded because the vast majority of the bowl games are still yet to come. Right. Uh, so it does get out of the way for most, but it doesn't for UTSA. And it, it's the lifeblood of a program is recruiting. Mm -hmm. And with the portal, the transfer portal now, it's even more work. Um, we were talking to some guys last night at, at the um, hotel, and you know he was told by someone at SMU they've got about uh, five spots available for high school kids. The rest That's of it. it's coming through the portal. Yeah. And, and what? How has that changed? Well, and we knew recruiting? that was, we knew that was going to happen because you have film, you have college film on portal players. You don't have film. On, you have film, but not college film on a high school player. You better have a very special high school player. If you're going to take a risk, especially if you have a bunch of people leaving right. your team, right. you need to replace them right away with people that you know that can do it. Absolutely. And it, it, it's a bigger challenge. And the high school kids, I think, in, in many cases, are, are paying the price yes. uh, for the transfer. Yes. Well, a lot of them are going to end up going to junior college or to a smaller school and then transferring to the big college. Right. Exactly. Well, and one of the, one of the advantages of a place like UTSA is we can still gather those high school guys because that's where that's where your your culture comes from. It comes from the younger people who inherit from the olders who are moving on. If you get a junior college guy and you're turning them over every year or every two years, pretty soon you don't have yeah. that culture anymore. Uh, junior college kids are kind of like heroin. Yeah. Uh, you you, yes. you get addicted to it, and yeah. then you then you lose them, and you're and, searching and, for and, another one. Well, and Bill so Snyder made a living doing it, though, and, but, at Kansas yeah. State. But I, and he had so many, but I, I see it more in basketball. The junior college... Mm -hmm. the, the junior college kid comes in, and about the time that 
he's good enough, it's time for him to leave. Yeah. Because yeah. and, and, you're learning another system. There's no rules in junior college. You can practice for as long as you want. Yep. You can play as many games as you want, and often they do. And grades uh, are optional. And, 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 yeah. Well, they need the grade. The, they encourage the grades so that they can move yep. on to the next level because you can't transfer without the grades. But they'll play 40 games, and they'll practice for four hours on the days they don't. Right. And, and they are mostly in the bus league, so they're – they're anxious to leave there if they can prove themselves. All right, uh, we got uh, a minute and a half left. Uh, your thoughts? We'll talk more about this tomorrow, but some final thoughts on this uh, year's ball game against Marshall. I, I I love UTSA. I love the position that we're in. I I love the fact that um, I don't think we've played two bad games in a row in four years. I think it, I, so. With that in mind, I I look for UTSA to to do extremely well against Marshall because they know what's at stake and they know why. What I like is that these kids got what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted to be close to home. They wanted a lot of orange in the stands and the the fans to be able to come up here. I think it helps UTSA to have a presence here. And and if you go look at who won state championships this year, the vast majority of them, I mean, all but one, I think, I think Port Nature's Grove is the only one uh, that isn't up in the North Texas area. Right. Uh, so it's fertile recruiting ground. And UTSA, with a presence here, not too far from North Texas, right. uh, got to go combat that. So I like the fact that the kids got what they wanted. They've got a matchup they're familiar with, uh, Marshall. Um, and I just like their attitude right now. Looking at, at Frank their, and, and their temperament. Yeah, looking at Frank and Rashad at the press conference yeah. this morning. There, there's a lot of confidence there and a lot of um, – intensity. All right, guys, we'll do it again uh, for two hours tomorrow, starting at 6, and the game tomorrow night at 8. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Thanks, bud. All right. Like you had a choice. You can't leave without me. (laughs) Hey, did we build for this? We could leave you here. Yeah, you could. All right. uh, The the, uh, 6 o'clock hour is next. It's 5.56 on the ticket. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.